Gamers Podcast. Well, it's been a while since I've done uh, an audio recording. Uh, this is mainly because I've poured all my resources into getting my YouTube channel up and running and building a you know, a load of subscribers and getting views, etc, etc. So I do recommend if you like listening to what I've got to say, you check out my YouTube channel. Uh, there's all sorts of videos there, basically a copy of this podcast. So it's... Um, you know, going to be talking about role-playing games, board games, card games, computer games, and also a little bit of tech. So uh, on that basis, it's interesting that uh, some of my more popular videos seem to be my 3D printer one, and then obviously the recent hotness being my Massive Darkness coverage, which leads me into talking about Kickstarter and various games that have been released since we last spoke. Now, one of the very interesting things that's uh, happening with Kickstarter is obviously what impact it's having on, um, for example, Mantic. Um, they're doing very well on Kickstarter, but this does seem to be impacting their ability to do well in retail. And ironically, I think the best game they brought out for years is Dungeon Saga. It's a really good game. I really enjoyed the little cheap um, copies uh, that they brought out. But Dungeon Saga uh, then evolved into this massive Kickstarter, which I fully backed. And there were various issues. There was delays, there were misprints. Um, some of the miniatures weren't that good. Some of the miniatures were quite good, but being resin, they're very brittle and snap and get damaged. And it did rather sully Mantic's reputation a bit. And I had a chat with Ron, um, well, where was it? Uh, UK Expo, I think it was, last year. And, um, you know, even at that point, still a lot of stuff hadn't turned up. And I only, sometime late into this year, got finally everything for my Dungeon Saga. And I basically, based on that, I, I haven't actually done a full-on review of the game. I haven't even managed to get it properly to the table. I think I've played the first two, maybe three missions, and that's about it. Which is a great shame. It is actually a really good little game. So it's definitely one that's in my to-be-played-this-year list. Unfortunately, I've got loads of games like that. So uh, talking about um, companies that do well on Kickstarter, um, not only do Mantic do well, but Cool Mini or Not... They also do pretty well, and they don't seem to be quite so impacted at retail as Mantic, so Zombicide was a big hit for them. I wasn't that fussed about it, so when Zombicide Black Play came out, I was a bit of a, meh, I'm not that fussed. Then I played my friend's copy, I then had to go and hunt down my own Kickstarter copy, which was a bit of a pain. So when the recent uh, Kickstarter for Green Horde came out, I jumped all over that and fully backed it. I also jumped on Massive Darkness, which was their sort of zombie side meets Dungeon Crawler. And I've done a load of videos about that recently. Uh, I've read the rules. It seems like a very light, simple, fun, family Dungeon Crawler. Sort of your, your first Dungeon Crawler Dungeon Crawler. Uh, it's not perfect. It does have a few issues. I'm going to see how they work out in actual play. But there have been a few negative comments about the difficulty curve starting off quite tough and then very rapidly becoming too easy so I'm going to have to see how that works out and maybe do some house rules uh, I think the transmute ability and the spawning of treasure chests is something that might need to be looked at um, we'll see we'll see how it goes um, but yeah really impressive quality and uh, there's also rising sun coming from them which is a sort of a, a spin-off of a sort of diplomacy meets blood rage whereas Blood Rage was more sort of risk-like, um, Rising Suns more diplomacy-like, mate. Uh, be interesting to see. Now, the Kickstarter video 
was not that impressive either for Massive Darkness or Rising Sun. So I was a little bit, oh, should I pull out a back in these or not? But um, I'm glad I did back uh, Rising Sun because it's getting some pretty good uh, reviews. Obviously, the Dice Tower raved about it, but they're big Eric Lang uh, fanboys. So you've got to be a little bit cautious there. But um, yeah, other people have commented on it being very good. Another game that's come of, out of nowhere and wasn't even on Kickstarter was Call Me or Not's um, The Godfather. Now this game um, has got some really beautiful artwork in the rule book. I, I quite like this sort of sketchy uh, Manhattan board. Um, unfortunately, some of the cards are a little bit iffy. Now I'm pleased to say that on Board Game Geek, a fan has um, made uh, their own version of the, the cards and they look absolutely amazing. So uh, my plan is to sleeve up all the job cards and just slide in the, the fan-created artwork because um, it's what the game should have been out of the box. So it's a really good, solid game from uh, what I can tell. Um, need to play it uh, loads more to, to be 100% sure. Um, but um, yeah, some of the graphic design choices are a little bit off and the other criticism is, although it's set in the Godfather universe, it, it doesn't per se feel desperately Godfather, it feels more Mafia. Um, I'm not sure I 100% agree with that, but I can see where people are coming from. Uh, whilst we were talking about dungeon uh, crawlers, it also made me think of Gloomhaven, uh, which uh, had a very successful first Kickstarter, then went out of print, was very hard to come by. Um, I actually played uh, a copy and was very impressed and I think it works really well as a solo game so there was a recent second printing Kickstarter uh, hopefully that's going to be shipping sometime soon uh, really looking forward to giving that to the table and that's brutally difficult compared to for example some like Massive Darkness and yet more uh, Dungeon Crawlers have come out um, and that's Sword and Sorcery by Arrows Games you know people who behind uh, Wings of Glory and Sails of Glory and War of the Ring, which is also a very good game, by the way. Um, very, very impressed with that. Now, Sword and Sorcery, um, I was very tempted by this, but um, with Gloomhaven, Dungeon Saga, Massive Darkness, and Zombieside Black Plague, I, you know, and being very constrained by uh, space these days, um, I, I sort of passed on it, which I sort of regret because the Kickstarter copy looks amazing compared to the retail version. Now the good news is, from what I understand, is the Kickstarter version doesn't have anything that won't be available at retail. It's just you get it kind of all up front in, in uh, the initial shipment. So hopefully they do manage to deliver on that. So it'd be interesting to see how that pans out. And it's getting pretty good reviews. Um, now sort of uh, linking off that, I got very interested in a game called Too Many Bones by Chip Theory Games the people behind Hoplomachus. So I fully backed them and uh, picked up Hoplomachus and Too Many Bones and I've been very impressed. It's a, a fun little game. Um, hoping to get it dragged around to my friends so I can have a nice multiplayer, you know, four or five player uh, game. Uh, I've only really played it solo so far. Um, the basic rules are fairly simple but there's lots going on particularly with regard to your character and there's a Kickstarter for that coming out I believe later this year, October, November time really going to be interesting to see what new stuff they're bringing to that game they also had a quick little um, kickstarter for something called Triplock which I wasn't sure about, I decided to back it because I have faith in the quality of the stuff that Chip Theory Games is churning out so be interesting to see how that works out um, another um, company that does a lot on kickstarter is Grail Games and they're bringing out Stevenson's Rocket and this looks like a, a really good quality game, now they also did the Medici Games which have had a little bit of a mixed response from my gaming group 
um, mostly negative to be honest um, but they also did 101 and um, yeah they're, they're producing some nice little simple um, games but Siemenson Rocket looks interesting it's a, a reprint of an old classic Knizza game uh, who else we got um, yeah Monolith um, they did really well with Conan um, really generate a huge hype so much so that they're now talking about doing a Batman um, version of that game however before they do that I believe it's next week so in the next day or two they're going to be bringing out another Kickstarter for Conan which is going to be to release all uh, kind of the surplus stock um, of the game now unfortunately it looks like there's only going to be like two three hundred copies available so if you missed out on the first Kickstarter it's a great opportunity to buy into the game and this is a game that's really suffered from being a Kickstarter game because if you bought it as a Kickstarter package, you got a load of expansions, a load of extra free stuff. At retail, the game was expensive and seemed a little bit lackluster in comparison. It's a great game with great miniatures, great production standards. It's definitely one I think you should check out. I really love it. Unfortunately for me, I think there's about three boxes I don't own. They are going to be in one of the bundles on the Kickstarter, but sadly it's going to come with a whole load of other stuff that I don't actually need. Now, if I could find someone to offload those to, um, then, yeah, fine. But, you know, money's very tight for me right now because of some changes in my personal circumstances. So, yes, um, it's going to be interesting to see what I'm going to do with myself in regard to that. Now, it might be by the time I get on the Kickstarter, um, everyone else has, you know, backed the stuff anyway. So um, I'll, I'll possibly be in just for the new rulebook they're bringing out. And that's the other thing that hit Conan. It got a reputation of having a terrible rulebook. Now, I wouldn't say the rulebook was terrible in the sense that it didn't have how to play the game. It just had a few weird translation issues and a, a few bits were in a slightly different order to the way I would have liked to have done them to, to make learning the rules a bit simpler. But, yeah, the, the game worked really well and unfortunately got hit by a reputation of being, you know, Kickstarter and bad rulebook. Um so that's rather unfortunate let's hope they learn the lessons for batman now talking of which on board game geek they do seem to be dropping a hint that they're going to a direct retail model so they're not going to go via a distributor so if you want to actually buy their product you're going to have to go to their own web store by the looks of it and this is because apparently it's that they've been having to sell almost at a loss to america for example so yeah that's not good so it'd be interesting to see how that works out for monolith and it'd be a great shame if conan sort of withers on the vine a bit it's a fantastic game system and i produce loads of videos for it so obviously you know i i really think um it's a game you want to play and possibly even own really really good um yes yeah, so i think that pretty much covers it for most of the kickstarter stuff now um there was a game that you could pre-order called uh, Command and Colors Tricorn. Now it might have briefly appeared on Indiegogo or Kickstarter. Uh, it's actually arrived. I pre-ordered it. Um, it is another version of Command and Colors, but I'm glad to say it uses wooden blocks, which to me is the best way to play that particular game system. And it's the American War of Independence. Um, it's got some nice little rule tweaks to give it some historical flavour. Uh, I have a couple of concerns about a couple of fiddly bits, but so far very impressed. Another one I need to hit to the table, uh, hit you know get to the table and see if it's a hit with my local group. I love Command and Colors Ancients, and this seems like a good complement to that. Um, haven't really 
been too excited about Battle Cry or Battle Lore or Battle of Westeros or I didn't really like samurai battles um that the figures were just a pain to deal with uh, and it really cemented in my mind that command and colors without figures is the way to go now obviously i know richard borg is a big fan of figures and uh, lots of other people are as well but to me um unless you base your figures a certain way they're just not worth the hassle versus the wooden block so that's just a personal opinion um so yes, um, another game that you, I uh, pre-ordered was Treefrog's last game, uh, A Handful of Stars. It had a few production issues they were taking care of relatively quickly, so I got a few new cards and a few extra wooden blocks. And this looks like a really good game. Uh, haven't managed to get it to the table yet because the rules explanation and the setup are a little bit intimidating and um, has put me off a, a bit of dragging it along to a, to a meeting um, you know it's sort of you'd have to set up the game then persuade a load of people to play it then you know not have them run off whilst you're doing the rules explanation but you know it seems like a pretty simple game uh, it just looks quite busy and hard work so definitely one i'm looking forward to getting on the table uh, another game i was very pleased with was harry potter's um hog uh, Battle of uh, Hogwarts, which uh, is by USOPOLY. I believe it is now going to be available in Europe, so come in sometime in the next few weeks. Hopefully we get the base game and the expansion. I'm very excited to get the expansion. Uh, it gives you the option to play with an extra character, uh, I believe Luna. Um, that's been spoilt fairly heavily, so um, shouldn't come as too much of a surprise. Um, I was also very pleased to try out Terraforming Mars. That uh, was a great game, uh, Stronghold. Uh, really enjoyed it. I believe that's getting an expansion soon as well. And talking of expansions, Sherlock Holmes. Really, really enjoyed that. Uh, you might remember some of my readings in earlier episodes. Um, seems to be going really well. Now, there is a very useful board game geek uh link where it says what version of the game are you buying so they're doing three or four volumes and i believe volume one is a copy of the sherlock holmes game uh, that came out from uh, istari and um, then of course the other ones are for older games uh, that have been out of print and each one is typically about 10 uh, cases to solve really really enjoy it. i also like the mythos tales version that came out as well really really fun sort of light role-playing um, murder mystery sort of games um, another game that's come out which I was really keen to try was First Martian when I first heard about it it was basically The Martian Robinson Crusoe sounded amazing then some details started leaking about it and I was like oh, I'm not sure about this and there have been some videos where they've said it's really good and there'll be another video saying yeah it's not so good it seems to be um, the rule books not desperately well written plus um there's an app and I think I'm pretty much on record saying I don't like apps in my board game there is an exception uh, the Mansions of Madness uh, version 2 that works really well with the app and that was a good choice but most games that have an app I'd rather not play with the app and that puts me off first Martians a little bit now uh, shut up and sit down I've done a recent video where they basically said yeah no uh, however, having said that, they said it's still a fun game and they really enjoyed playing it solo. So again, maybe it's actually a really good solo game. Um, the Watch It Played videos uh, will give you a slightly different slant on it. So yeah, maybe check those out and make up your own mind. And then the final bit of big news is obviously FFG and D GW. 
um, they split and GW have gone their own way as of FFG and they've both been producing some really good stuff. Now GW, I have made uh, a few comments about them in the past and I'm really pleased to see they do seem to have turned a corner. They're producing much, much better stuff uh, at a far more reasonable price. Very exciting to hear they're bringing out Necromunda again. Uh, there has been some moaning about the box that's coming out. doesn't have any 3D elements to speak of, but apparently they are putting 3D rules in the box, so you can play 3D if you want to. So I think that's a smart move. It keeps the price of the box down. However, um, you know, a few people have commented on it, and I, and I do sort of nod my head a bit. The thing is, there's lots of games with 2D elements. There's not many with 3D, so if they could have done that, that would have been great. Now, the problem with that is they either provide you with cardboard, which is very 1980s, and people would moan about it, or they provide you with plastic, which you've got to assemble, and people would moan about that, plus it would put the price up. So they're sort of damned if they do, damned if they don't uh, on the 3D side. So it would be interesting to see what the reception is. I think it's going to be pretty good. And uh, there was also a very good uh, YouTube video by, um, was it Andy2D6, where he talked about, for example, maybe you could buy a load of Mantic scenery, which is really good quality stuff, and then just splash in the odd GW scenery. Or if, like me, you've got a 3D printer, um, there's the Printable Scenery Rampage line, which has got some really, really good uh, 3D stuff. Unfortunately, some of it takes forever to print. Like, I've got the Gothic pipes, and unfortunately... Um, yeah, they do seem to take quite a while to print out a load of those, which is a little bit of a shame, and that is the downside to 3D printing. But if you've got a 3D printer and you've got things like Necromunda, GW, you know, making objectives, barriers, buildings and stuff, 3D printer's great for all that sort of stuff. Um, FFG, on the other hand, they've brought out their own uh, sort of, I guess, X-Wing fantasy battles game. Um, uh, was it Rune Wars? I think it's Rune Wars, the miniatures battle game. Very intriguing. I've, I'd love to get into it because some of the figures are great and it looks like a nice, simple uh, war game. Unfortunately, I think it's about £70 for a box set. And whilst you don't need a second box set, I think it would be helpful to have a decent sized army plus get enough dials that you can field all the various units you want to. And then you've got these little splat boxes of 15 to 25 quid uh, to enhance your armies. Um, I'm not so sold on the humans. The elves might be intriguing. Uh, they're only just starting to trickle into retail now, and the undead's where it's at. Uh, but I got a load of undead from Mantic, so um, that's what sort of holds me off. Plus, I'm not really doing miniature games. I've noticed I've really fallen off the bandwagon there and not really investing heavily in that. Uh, I've still got a load of Frostgrave stuff to to get together and get to the table. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Now the big news from FFG obviously was the Star Wars Miniature Battles game announced at uh, Gen Con. Not sure about that. Um, might work out for them. I, I'm not sure why they couldn't have just released an expansion to uh, Imperial Assault to achieve the same thing, but we'll see how that pans out. And then of course the other big one was TI4, the fourth edition of Twilight Imperium. Um, yes, it's going to be great to see how that works out for them. Um, looks really good. The box is slightly smaller in length, but slightly deeper from what I can tell. And they've taken a lot of the expansion extras and put them into the base game. So it'd be very cool to see that. Um, 
in action. Uh, I believe my friend picked up his copy earlier this week, so I'm hoping to get that to the table with them. Uh, apparently I need to book four to eight hours for that because uh, it could be a very long game. Now I have heard of games being done in a little over two hours, but typically you've got to assume four hours plus. So yeah, lots of exciting things have happened since we last spoke. Um, Essen is coming up. Um, I finally have a passport, so I was planning on maybe going, uh, but I've actually had a change of personal circumstances, which means uh, I'm going to have to hold off for yet another year on Essen and really make an effort to think about maybe going next year. Now, part of the problem is um, I've actually basically returning to study um, to pick up a qualification which might help me with my career in the future. So I'm going to be sort of uh, low on cash flow um, for the next uh, few years while I uh, get myself reskilled. So luckily for me I think I've got a good 20-30 Kickstarters still to roll in um, of that I think three I'm never going to get so uh, we'll see how things pan out in the future but uh, yes um, possibly going to have to start listing stuff on eBay to make room because with things like Kingdom Death and uh, the cool mini or not games and you know um, the War of the Ring you know these are big boxes that take up lots and lots of space and as such uh, space-wise I am getting very constrained right now. Plus um, I've got so many games I'm actually starting to struggle to remember the rules for many of them including stuff where you know I read up on it and then a week later I've forgotten it because I've read up on four other things at the same time. The uh, problems of being someone with too many games. Uh, it is definitely a little bit of a golden renaissance uh, for board gaming at the moment but uh, obviously there is also that concern is a bit like the computer industry are too many games coming out all trying to go for the same market and because of that um, they're not finding their market like you know is Conan not finding the market it should find because there's things like Zombicide and all those other good stuff um, so yeah it'd be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of years I'm hoping uh, the games industry will continue to do you know high quality games with high quality product because what's happened in the past you've had some really good quality product but the game's been rubbish or a really really good game but the production's been pretty terrible um, like you know Food Chain Magnet great game ugly as sin um, although it's not that bad the, the playing cards um, don't offend me too much it's more the, the, the playing pieces the board pieces are, could be a better quality um, product there Anyway, I think that will do it for now. Hopefully you enjoy this little pre-Essen uh, ramble. Uh, I'm going to have to read up on all the exciting stuff that happened at Gen Con, and obviously some of it I've already spoken about, and then maybe do a Gen Con Essen episode if I can squeeze in some time, because I'm going to be a very busy boy uh, starting in about two weeks' time, so I can see both YouTube and uh, the podcaster falling into the background a bit um but uh, we'll see I'll, I'll try and get something out um you know i like to put out at least um one podcast a quarter these days doesn't quite work out like that but anyway as i say if you want to keep tabs on what i'm up to uh check out my youtube channel that uh, gets fairly regularly updated i try and get something on there at least once a month or if I do a big flurry like I've done recently of like four or five videos you know that might allow me to take a month off um, whilst people consume all my uh, content anyway um, that will do for now so until the next one happy gaming